right. Welcome, everyone, to Politically High Tech. This is episode 202 with your host, Elias. Guess what? If you think I'm done with crypto experts, you're wrong. Don't bet. Don't play lottery. If you did it wrong, don't do it. That means you're very unlucky. And that's just a kind word I'm going to use for you. Unlucky. You're blameless. You just didn't know better. And trust me, I could kind of throw some curveballs at times. And I'm not the type to make the announcement. I, I know you could bash me for it. I'm totally okay with it. You know, I'm also not sure if the guessing what's even be in the podcast. It goes, it goes both ways. All right. But nevertheless, I have a guest here and he is going to teach us about crypto, debunk the common negative raps it gets and, you know, the stuff, it's narratives I fall for. And I'm sure you have fall for. And trust me, some of the shows have bashed off crypto in the third and in the, in the web three. Okay. Um, even though I love South Park, but South Park has done a good job bashing this thing okay um especially the dumb uses um i'm a big fan of south park um yes and i don't hide it i actually enjoy that content but i don't want to talk about south park i have jake tell us here aka jt all right i think he i think he was be called by jt and i'm gonna have to introduce yourself to my listeners slash viewers why what them to know about you What's up, guys? Um, I go by JT. I really am just a small town entrepreneur, honestly. Um, come from Mainville, Ohio. It, I think we got 1,300 people. It's about an hour north of Cincy. And I'm a uh, pretty simple guy. You know, I, I liken myself to Warren Buffett. I'm very similar. Haven't really left my hometown. Don't have any intention of doing so. You know, very frugal. Started a fund very young. I'm 29 years old. Uh, my main hustle is uh, Bleeding Edge Capital. We are a hedge fund that invests exclusively in digital assets. And I have the same investing principles as well. You know, I'm a value investor. I'm discretionarily long at my fund. And I believe in essentially owning the racetrack instead of trying to bet a, a single horse. And um, I also regularly post content describing how you can underwrite these assets to understand where to better place your your money and also understand this landscape a little better. So this is really just uh, a big passion of mine, and it's it's gotten uh, larger than life for me, and I am just so blessed uh, to be here today talking about it, and hopefully I can help you guys better understand this asset class. It's very exciting. Oh, we have a hardcore educator instead of just pro-crypto people, so this is a big difference. I want you to know those that nuance, okay? You know, some people, you know, I already talked to a couple of people. It's, oh, yeah, crypto's great. And, of course, there's a few saying, oh, no, there's, there's no use for crypto. Crypto's going to disappear within a year. Uh, I already know position you're going to take on that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a shock, brother. I mean, if that happened, you know, um, I, I'm okay with it. I, as a professional investor, I have to detach myself from any expectations and just purely make decisions off data and that's the responsibility i have as a hedge fund manager and that is the standard i hold myself to i don't allow my emotions to get in the way um if i feel like they are i won't even i won't allow myself to my desk so i would be shocked not by my opinion and my inundated stance due to the copious amounts of 
information I've digested. It's I haven't found a, a shred of data in five years to suggest that at all. I and I would be shocked if uh, whoever made that claim has extensive history in computer science because it would that would be a pretty wild conclusion to come to, and I'd love to know how they did. Well, I got an easy answer: irrational emotion. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Right, that's the market. <laughs> you know. and, that, and that's who I'm betting against, you know, someone like that. I, I don't know what, what, what could be over in a year, man. I don't, if you think about it this way, like analyze your own life. Okay. Present day. If you were to go back 10 years, how much more time do you spend online in the, in the past 10 years? Like what is the rate of increase or percent change in your, in your own day to day? Ooh. Well, the very simple answer would be more. Let's be very clear. It it won't be less unless uh, I don't know you work outdoors or whatever. Sure, it would def is definitely more. I would say if I'm going to use my teenage years to my adult years, that's the best way I could compare it. As a teenager, yeah. it was barely like two hours. As an adult, uh-huh. oh, I cannot go less than five six hours a day or a week. No, this is I'm saying per day. <laughs> yeah, that's what per- okay. Dang. That's what I thought you were saying. I, I'm the, hey, I'm no better. My entire, my entire life has been through a screen. If I'm not coding or working with development teams on building something, I'm playing video games. Like I exist at my online, but the the rate of increase is is significant, and the internet is only becoming more integrated into our lives, not less. And for the internet to we're basically in in the large scope of the internet from 1954 all the way to present day. We we are batting up against a wall, and it's evolving. You know, crypto is the internet evolving. It's it's creating a new feature set, a new use case that we humans can have with the internet and a relationship with it that we haven't been able to have before. It's bringing us ownership and property rights uh, online, which is a crazy idea. But it's magic. It's like profound. You know, before this, all we could do is read and write. And before that, all you could do is read. You know, like that's the only even right now, you and I, as this is being recorded, we're writing to a database. That's all we're doing. Right. And then that's being beamed up to an interface and then someone else can watch it. But it's all writing. And whoever's the user is, they're just reading. It's just an exchange of information. No matter what it is, the medium might have changed, but it's just an exchange of information. MP4, MP3 files, the TV, the radio before that, whatever it is, these different kinds of networks have only ever been able to read or write. And what blockchain technology specifically allows is for us to own now. And if you know anything of history, civilization doesn't start until there are trusted property rights. I can give you any example. It is the start of civilization. If I cannot own my uh, output, there's no sense of having one. And that's just a basic human trait. So if you think crypto is going away in a year, you just don't understand how the internet works. And if you did, I feel like you would not come to that conclusion. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, you already touched a little bit of the difference, the big difference with Web 3 versus Web 2 and even 1. Right? know about Web 1. Remember the whole dial-up days, AOL. Oh, that was super annoying. Thank goodness we evolved from that, I have to say. It was always a fight between my older sibling with the phone and me using the internet. 
Appreciate the advancement, people. Appreciate that because that used to be the fight of the year. All right. That's how limited we talk about with web one. I, I say I was more 1.5 because once I say social media, once we was able to talk and all that, I consider that like 1.5 or whatever. One was just you look it up, information, right? You read it, plain looking, boring looking. Web two, social media, right? The MySpace. Oof, yeah. Oh, I made myself a bit here. Let's go to more current Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, what have you. No, like, yeah, there you go. Let me let me refresh myself a little bit. Uh, and what else? And then Web three is something that I'm very curious about. I think was decentralization, ownership, like you said. I think that's a big one. And of course, getting more immersed into the metaverse or whatever virtual augmented reality that we're gonna plug ourselves into so i teach fundamentals i might be able to help you get there on the ownership part the fundamentals would be like let's say we could actually use this podcast episode as an example who is um who's your host for the rss feed that we are publishing this on well i'm going to change it but as of now it's a cast but in the future that's going to be moved to bus route Okay. Do you think you actually own this if you don't have a copy on your hard drive? Oh, I'm pretty sure I don't. <laughs> nah. What did you? What box did you click to make an Acast account? Uh, the privacy policy. Yep. Right. User agreement. User agreement. Right? Uh-huh. Do you think in there they're being kind to you, the user? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's their data. If you don't have a master copy of this. If you take this master copy and put it into Canva or you spice it up somewhere, ain't yours. That's right. a that's a company's and a company that you know you have no sovereignty in. You have no you've no rights. You're only leasing, renting. You think a subscription is it's just a marketing word for a lease. You're leasing the data, you're leasing the interface that they've built on top of their products, their hardware, their code, their software. It's all theirs and it's the value of what they've generated, let's say it's something as large as Facebook, you got almost a trillion dollars of value, it all gets siphoned down to the board of Facebook, where in a decentralized Web3 kind of situation, where ownership is spread amongst the token holders, and we can break into those details. Let's say someone came up with a web three version of facebook they would use all these different protocols that have been built by other communities to create the app or the stack that makes the the interface that you click around and throughout your interaction you're going to be using different things that other communities have built to create this thing and anything that you generate of value is going to be distributed amongst all the communities that built the tools to make that app work. And it's a redistribution of equity for the innovation of the internet. And the internet started as a public good. It was a public space for a long time. This is the ability for us to reclaim it. And not only reclaim it, kind of have jurisdiction over it based on how many token tokens you own. You know, if you own 2% of the circling supply of Ethereum, your vote matters in the Ethereum Foundation and you can be a voice of power and concern there and you can make an influence and control that network. And it's very interesting because you also don't have to have your identity shown. It could just be a, a handle, you know? You're completely anonymous, but can uh, take a direct hand like a board seat for an internet protocol that'll exist to the ends of time. No different than HTTP or ICP. It's very interesting. It's 
a very cool time to be learning about this stuff. Say so, hey, this is why you can't be listening to mainstream media because what they're going to advertise. Who's the face of cryptocurrency according to mainstream media? Not the truth, of course. Mainstream mm-hmm. media is not the source of all truth. If you think it is, God help you, really. Yes. Sam Bankman Free. That's the face that they put the cryptocurrency. And I even fell for it until really a few months ago. People was convincing me. And guess what? At this point, I want to stop the speculation. I want to stop the wish wash. I'm going to stop being political. I want in. I actually want in. It's not by JT, but you can just say he's it's a nail of the coffin for me to say yes. Yeah. Because the ownership, ownership, I want some dang ownership. He's right. I'm not going to look. I will debate if I know my opinion or I have a good opposition to it. If I don't have it, I'm going to say quite frank, I'm going to shut up and I'm going to try the other idea. And that's sometimes... Especially on the other side, and we're gonna put politics real quick. You need to learn how to do that. Being smart doesn't mean being combative in debunking every single thing. You're a human being at the end of the day. There's something you're gonna get wrong. And stop acting like you're Jesus Christ in your own peanut little brain. Okay. I got something to add to that real quick. Go you ahead. know how the per- describe intellect there are only two variables they use to measure intellect forget the iq test it is speed so how quickly you can do something or think something right how fast your brain moves and then it is speed and then elasticity so how attached or unattached you can be to a concept or idea if you have a closed mind the peanut brain as you described inherently you're not smart so your god complex could just walk out the door. You know, it's not welcome. It's not even, it's a fallacy of anything. It's illogical. It doesn't even meet the definition of what intellect is. You're a hypocrite, you know? That is exactly right. I mean, you know, just admit that, you know what? I don't have another idea. I'm not going to debate it. It's not even, I wouldn't use the word surrender. Just give it a try. You never know. Sometimes yourself is your worst enemy. I'm going to repeat that again. Sometimes yourself is the worst enemy. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And that's the big profound moment I have been since I've been deeply meditating for six months. Myself was the problem. Mm-hmm. I trust a lot of people. I think everybody was out to get me. It's because a couple of things happened to me in the past. I'm not going to regurgitate that. But- Surrendering is a very important skill to learn. Um, and that's something I'm learning how to do. It's not easy. I get it because we identify with the past and all this other stuff, but we are not the ego into it, you know, right? Uh, it, I mean, we're born with it. It's hard to kill it, but, and it will always pop up, you know, that I'll have moments or time periods of time where I feel completely detached in a very positive way for those listening, like not, not like, um, some useless, like grift. You know, it's more like I'm so at peace, whatever happens is okay, right? Like it's all part of a bigger design and I'm letting go of any expectation of how it should go and just surrendering to time in the moment, no matter how painful it may be. You know, there are times where you feel really at peace with that and you're good with it. And there are other times where your ego is just screaming to bust out of the bottle you put it in. It's uh, it, but if you're not doing this kind of battle, you're 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 never gonna. I personally believe you're gonna be on this world infinitely. You know, 
Like you'll never learn what I believe we were put here to learn, oh. which is true detachment. You know, that's the awakening. I'm a Buddhist. So, you know, that that's like the enlightenment right there when you achieve it. Ah, look at that. I didn't intend for that one to be revealed, but you know what? That does touch the other brand this podcast, spirituality. Mm-hmm. So even though this is going to be very tech oriented, but I don't mind that. I don't mind that merge. Because that's the other brand in this one. There's three, there's three brands this podcast. Politics, tech, spirituality. And sometimes it's together. So, hey, good. We need more Buddhist representation. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm a Christian myself, but I don't mind talking to other uh, people who practice different faiths, philosophies, whatever. We Um, both, we both, uh, we both got souls, bro. We're both, we're both not uh, this flesh suit. Right. We both came here from somewhere and the details we might disagree on, but it's still a powerful perspective to have in your life. I urge anyone to find your faith if you're struggling. It can help, you know, sounds to me a lot. Yep. And this is why I always say make sure your spiritual journey is unique and compatible to you. And I'm not going to throw in the Christian flair, flair, all that. Just, you know, go through the go through discovery. Um, I, I could throw a little, I mean, uh, look, Christian even wants peace as well. That's another commonality, very easy. But, you know, if you feel a little Musa, great, great, because we need it. Because this current cycle, forget just politics, it's getting chaotic out there. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in New York City. So, yeah, chaos is probably seeing. Yeah, you're right. Say your door. Yeah. So it's. It's a chaos is his middle name right now. I call it a rotting apple. So yeah. It's and don't be surprised by by next year. I'm probably somewhere else, but um I'm not gonna reveal details anymore because I've been called out. I won't be spying get called out eventually. So oh, you say he's gonna move out. I say, yeah, I know, but things happen, blah blah blah. All right, I'm not gonna make about me. Um let's let's get back to the whole crypto and this enlightening technology yeah. there's a lightning change that because web 2 let's just be my biggest criticism is, is too corporate too centralized yeah it is uh three data farms or server farms control like it's more than 90 percent of the world's data you know microsoft aws ibm um oracle you know, maybe four. And it's incredibly centralized. Not, not only not only where all of these things ultimately end up, like this podcast recording or your children's photos or videos of a loved one who's now gone, voicemails, right? Things that are actually really important pieces of data that mean something to you and can define your life if your memory fails you at times. And, you know, you don't own uh, a bite of it. And they they have it all. And they have, they use that data when you were taking that like engagement photo or video out in Taiwan, they know, you know, you went there during a certain period of time. And if an illness, God forbid, broke out in America, they could use that data to indict you. You know, like there is no privacy anymore because we've traded our rights for convenience. Um, whenever we click that box, it's convenient for, for you to have to build your own RSS feed, publish it have your own website for the pot. It's like, no, the infrastructure takes so much to build out at every step of the process for this business of yours. You you know, you'd have to build it yourself. And then you're only limited to a certain amount of views based on how much you can store in your basement or whatever. 
you know, you're just it's 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 not even realistic. It's just the internet has been built in a way currently to where you need to use these people's stuff. And they get rewarded for it. They were first to market. They they they've cornered it, you know. It's it's truly incredible for them, but there is it's it doesn't have to be like that, you know. Um it really doesn't. And there was a time during the internet for the first probably 10 years to where it wasn't like that. There was a pivotal moment where it could have been built out this way. But our cryptography wasn't there. That's really the difference. You know, blockchain is a product of a better understanding of how cryptography works. It is a byproduct of computer science. And it took us a long time to even get there. Um, the NSA created SHA-256. That's the encryption technology back in the, I think, 2003. And it wasn't until 2009 where Bitcoin was published using that you know, uh, cryptography to secure the first block. And um, since that day, a lot, you know, Bitcoin, it's the same line of code. People have built on top of it. They've copied it, but it's the same thing. Um, you know, what is this, 16, 17 years later, and it's trading uh, at, at roughly like a 4 million percent multiple. It was trading at eight one thousandths of a cent on, in 2009. So it goes into another thing that, you know, I call price theory, but you know, the reality is like the only thing that matters for, for anything is, is what people think it's worth at the end of the day. Bitcoin's the exact same thing for since 2009. It's actually one of the biggest problems it has. It's old. It's very old uh, and slow. So, you know, people out there thinking this stuff's a scam. You're just, you're, you're, you're seriously misinformed. And I highly advise you find a, an influencer like myself or someone else that, that can really help educate you on what this stuff is, because it could be the difference between you preserving your wealth or not and what's to come, you know? Yep. And I'm indirectly fulfilling the political side of it. But hey, this could go to technology as well. Challenging mainstream narratives that seem truthful, but what they really do is disempower you with fear and skepticism and i'm not perfectly immune to it this is like the very good example that's why i throw that sam and bigman free because and not just that they throw in the meme coins i got the meme um cryptos that got real popular one point just to really um discredit as well like dogecoin all that i, I laughed on a lot of them um yep. and this is and this is why i was i was initially um against it. i mean it really didn't impa impact me um you know I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to say, oh, I never fall for that. No, no, no. I actually did. And I believed it for a long time. But as of 2024, I'm just now open to it. I'm really am. I'm even ready to throw, throw in some. I just you know where to start. And I'm good to go at this point. This you know, no need to convince me. So I, no need to convince me anymore. I'm My skepticism is being to death. Yeah. Well, you had every right to be skeptical of Sam. That dude's a fraud. He's a criminal. Um, oh, that guy. I'm the. I'm. The, I'm just downright cynical with him. But in terms of just the crypto thing itself, because I conflated the two, yeah. I'm just separating the two. Now, so yeah. I throw Sam and Bigman free to the garbage. <laughs> okay, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's exactly that's what, they, that's what they wanted everyone to believe. You know, they they're getting it cheap. Like if you were buying it when institutions like you know. Um, my fund and other funds, you know, I mean, I was picking stuff up at 15K. I was happy that y'all thought it was trash. You know, it's trading at 54 and a half today. Um, I was buying ETH at 900, AVAX at 10 bucks. You know, it's, 
Bear markets are where I thrive. That's that's my fun specialty. It's my specialty as an investor. You know, when there's blood in the streets, buy property. You know, if you don't know that one, that's step one. Uh, and and crypto really had a, a tear because of Sam Bankman-Fried. And even before that, you had Do Kwan. You had two fraudsters that basically pulled what our central banks pulled. They over leveraged on shit liquidity and they pumped the value of the market. And that eventually came tumbling down. It's the equivalent of what literally people you trust, I'm sure, audience member, uh, did to us in 08. It's the exact same game, except Sam was a little, just just an inch, a hair, a fly's wing, uh, more corrupt, but far from, you know, I mean, they're, they would be in the same cell. They'd be sellies. So... Let's just be clear, you know, the fiat system is just as big of a scam, if not more of a scam than um, what Sam Bankman-Fried even did. And I know that's a bold, harsh take, but the central bank disgusts me more than what Sam did. You know, Sam only did it $9 billion, like they've done it for $60 trillion. You know, if you could break that down into real human years, like that blow your mind. You should listen to Robert Breedlove. He breaks that down like the average human makes what 50k a year they've stolen approximately 60 trillion from us they've inflated it out of our feet so it's like how many human lives is that you know they only get 40 working years of 50k maybe a two percent bump he did the whole math it's very interesting um but it's billions of lives that they've taken they've stolen they've made us slaves for their currency that they don't even care about that they've printed into nothing it's disgusting and we were kind of stuck to do it so, you know, you have every right to be hesitant about the space and Sam Bankman Freed, but I just, I implore you to explore your current system that you have so much faith in, because I feel like if you actually open that door, you might be more comfortable with better ideas. And that, that's, yeah, that's attack the fiat currency because we all talk about corruption and inept or failure. Oh, ooh, forget it. That's true. That yeah. Sam Bankman Freed and the rest of them, they're just like the tip of the iceberg. We also want just monetary corruption. That you could go back to even before Nixon. Yeah, we go that far back. Pre they were already attacking the financial system for a long, long time. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna regurgitate that. I have I'm gonna put back a pass up somewhere we where a very, very right wing constitutionalist just says, Yeah, no, I'll fiat current system is just broke is dead and you know and he he hates republicans because he says they had they had a diet vanilla version of what i really fight for so so okay yeah that's okay yeah, you're really out there you're constitution you're pure to the constitution as a dollar nah, republicans are all the fake versions of me so <laughs> i'm gonna put a link of that episode because i think that's worth listening to it and i yeah i interviewed i he was my second guest i ever had um great Got guy it. Um, but that's so relevant to this conversation. So I want to speed up just a little. We already talked about myths, the truths. We already touched on that. Um, what are the trends that people should listen, to, should should pay attention to regarding cryptocurrency? Um, I think there are things that people will use against you, and those are narratives. That Na narratives matter in crypto. Like, for example, some of my narrative plays, and I actually kind of like the teams behind them, but th there's the Graph and Fetch and Ajax. They're AI plays. It's AI language models doing optimizing different stacks of the internet, um, library compression, just a bunch of technical stuff. But, you know, it's a cool novel. These are cool novel ideas. 
but they're up almost a thousand percent since I bought them. Um, because people, the top five trending words associated with crypto, AI is two. So people are just Googling AI and crypto and putting bags into AI projects. I, I highly doubt the graph has gained about 12x in network activity. Maybe they have. I should go on and confirm that. But it, it's hard for me to believe because the price started appreciating when Bitcoin was at 17k. It was one of the best performing sectors by narratives. What I say is they'll use it against you is when retail really starts coming in and Bitcoin starts crushing new all-time highs, the behavior is stupid and fervent. Most humans come in emotionally and rush in because they FOMO'd and they regret not buying sooner. And then the really smart people like Sam Bankman fried use this against you and they'll create fake tokens, they'll create fake contracts, and they will call it AI and crypto and you'll buy it and then that money will be gone forever. Uh, that's a very serious thing that happens. It happened last run. It'll happen this run. 90% of the meme coins are complete in other uranium. They're, they're radioactive. I would not even look at them, you know? Um, so AI is something I would look for. There are credible projects, but there's a lot that will not be. Layer twos, that's another trend. Um, what you need to understand there is each layer two is really an extension of Ethereum. So if you're investing in layer twos, you're investing in Ethereum. Um, or if, well, if the layer two is built on top of Ethereum, you theoretically could build a layer two on top of any blockchain, but those are proliferating extensively. Um, data availability is probably another trend. There's a lot of tokens that are coming out with those keywords, um, again, I would be cautious. That's not a cheap thing to represent and it'd be pretty verifiable if it's real or not. I feel like they could use that against you. Um, yeah, overall, my, my advice would be to stick in the top like 100 tokens. This is already a risky asset class. Um, it, it's the most risk you can take in terms of an asset class. Going below a market cap of 500 million in this space is like burning money you know like maybe you catch it maybe you don't but the probability you do is so low unless you're an expert at analyzing software which is what i do for a living that's why i have a fund but unless you can go into the code base go into the technical documentation and read the white paper come to very significant conclusions and understand the founder's history and background to see if they're well suited and like I have a whole thing that I teach to help you underwrite these things. But if you don't know this stuff, do not look past the top 100. Your, your, your probability of being able to successfully navigate those waters is virtually zero. Um, unless you've been doing the work to understand this stuff, you know, and if you're interested in knowing how to do that, you should at least follow me because that's all I talk about. The fundamentals you need to do the work yourself. You know, I don't, there's no sugarcoating it. You got to understand this stuff if you're going to be playing those games and making those kind of trades I talked about earlier. Um, but it takes a lot of work to, to comprehend the space like that. But I would, yeah, so the, the, I, I kind of ramble, but layer twos, AI, you know, those are the big ones. Just be cautious, you know, look at their market cap, try to find their teams on LinkedIn, you know, basic stuff. Yep. So you got your ABC-ish guide, if you will. Okay. And I, look, I am a learner just as much as you in this one. I'm not going to pretend just because, oh, I'm a host. Oh, instantaneously grants me expert magic just to know every single discipline. That's complete crap. 
I'm just having a conversation because I'm diving into this as well. Now, I'm definitely going to take the advice because I'm practically a baby in this issue. Yeah. Just because I talked to what? This is the fourth person that knows crypto ready. I'm still not an expert. All I have to do is conversate. Found turns at least to some little action. I'm still just a baby at this um, crypto spot. I'm, I'm a newbie. And if you want to use a more trollish word, a noob, if you will, at this freaking space. And this is, you know, you could take this as self-deprecating, but I'm just being brutally honest. No, it's good. Spirit, I would have been, I would have been more of a leader. It's just a ha ha, you stupid fiat morons. I'm going to no. be rich. Why y'all are gonna suffer? Inflation yeah. sucking your life, stupid traditionalist. Yeah. Yeah. That know, would be we, my attitude. Yeah, man. We go uh we go further together, you know? Yeah. I think it's almost like Christianity, man. Like if you understand this to the point where you can preach and you can help people, I feel like you have a responsibility to do so to spread the Lord's word, right? That's your teaching. Yep. I feel like it's the same with crypto, man. Like this has fundamentally changed my life. Like I, it has helped me. Um, I, I've doubled my net worth in one year, you know, like how many people do you know that can do that? And it's like, I think about how I got to that ability level and it was literally just public information and me choosing to focus on that instead of TV throughout the week and music throughout the week. I had two rules, no music or TV during the week. For five years. And all I did was watch, read, and listen to this information to get to the point where I'm at now. And it's something anyone in the world could do. And it's, you might even be better at it than me, but you're not going to start until you hear someone like me telling you that, you know, in a very fact based argument that you're a dummy and I love you and I respect you as a human. But, you know, it's worth your, you know, if you're open minded enough to be like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm interested, I'm fuck, I'm there all day. That's exactly what I'm going for. All I need is an open mind, brother. That's it. Yep. Uh, and that's all anyone needs, seriously. That's why I made the comment earlier in the show. Like, it's all you need. If that thing's closed to anything, it could be a, your your perspective or opinion on a loved one. You know, that's only going to do things poorly. Uh, it could be in your career. It could be anywhere. If you're holding on to a narrative that doesn't serve you, I advise you to stop. And being closed-minded is not serving you. So open mind's all you need, man. You don't need to know what... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, a script is or a database, you know, that's, that shit's easy to learn. And not, you don't even need to learn it to build it. It's just conceptually, can you envision a box where data is put? What is data? Just ones and zeros in folders and files. Okay. So it just stores, I can make it sound really fancy. Oh, it's this packet of code that stores bytes of data, but like, no, it's a box of code that does something and it just, don't worry about it. It just does something. It stores stuff. Let's move on, you know, basic concepts to better understand this stuff. That's what I teach, you know, like you don't need to be an expert, but if you're open minded, brother, that's all you need. I promise. Yep. Open minded, be learnable, coachable, teachable, all that other stuff. That's just more secondary supplement to that. But yeah, that does come with an open mind. You're absolutely right about that. I think this is a good time just to do the whole Seamus Puggy Ray did a little bit. Let's put that on steroids. More plug-in. I'm a capitalist. Who knows I'll be crypto capitalist. And so, uh, well, that's not hypothetical. That's more of a when. That's not an if anymore. It's a when question now. Okay. And I and I could say that confidently because 
You already know my narrative with the fiat. And if you haven't listened to so-called radical people on fiat currency, you just call radical because you want to dismiss them, even though they've been correct. And sadly, the, sadly, the facts were in our face, just that we were distracted and misled by narratives, like you said. So it was always there. It's just, you know, the media and all that. So I got to just kind of regurgitate what he said, because it's just very important. Certain things are worth repeating. Normally, I will be kind of a dick just say, ah, rewind it. Just pay attention to that again. But no, I think it needs repeating. It's worth repeating. Okay, so let's do the shameless plug and let me shut the hell up. And guess what? Finally, this guest has made my job easy. He has a freaking link tree. First yes. one ever, okay, with very organized his own podcast, by the way, Crypto Classroom. Yeah. Go over there. Go there. I command you. I don't, oh, don't force me. No, go over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. You'll thank me later. All right. Yeah. He has a, he has a whole bunch of social media links as well. I'm, I'm no surprise there. He is an influencer. He needs a trillion social media accounts, okay? Yeah, man. You got to get that, that out there, brother. Yeah, the YouTube, even the TikTok that I'm skeptical against. The TikTok, the one I'm skeptical, that that one is much harder to convince me on. I don't like the fact I got to be on it, but that's where the eyeballs are. You know, it just is what it is. Yeah, with those ADHD kids. the problem we were talking about, brother. I mean, (laughs) I have to go there. All the shit's there, you know, like that's just what you have to do. Like eventually, hopefully, you know. If my thesis is half right, I won't have to give my arm and a leg to China just so I can get someone to look at me and fucking listen to me. You know, it's ridiculous. I hate it. I hate it. I hate that the Chinese nationalists are in my phone right now, but I can't do anything about it. It's Uh, sad. I mean, TikTok is the most popular thing, period, especially among the youngest generations ever. You're I'm not going to deny that fact. I just, you know. Look, listen, I, you know, I, I said this before, but I might sell out if I need to get you ADHD, young people into no. my podcast that can't listen to two extra seconds. Me say stupid stuff. Oh, you simp. You're this and all that. If that's the time I can just be. I don't get, know why. Yeah. It gets used. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I wish I did. But it, if you were doing something goofy for 10 seconds. You might get this show 10 million views and 100,000 subs in one day. I, might, I, might, I mean, I got some stupid stuff prepared. I said, you know, if this thing yeah. goes downhill, I got the desperate TikTok takeover. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm, I said. Uh, oh, that whole sold oh. out. Yes. I'm a sell out. Yes. Yeah. I, got she, own, she, she, I got my own self-interest in mind, you know. <laughs> you find your own fucking business. Yeah. Like. I'm, tr- I'm trying. I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to fucking educate you all. I don't have to do this. I can make my bags peacefully, quietly. You're right about. Yeah, you're right about. That. I'm. I'm. I'm not there yet. So I. I can't even say that. But I actually want to get there. Okay. Yeah. Enough for me. Enough for me. My anti TikTok um, rants. But you know, it's, it's, it's respectable. I. I am not a pro TikToker. I hate. Yeah, it. I, not me either. I'm not going to pretend to be. All right. Let me get back to the plugin. Oh, sorry about that. He's in LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. And he, I mean, he has his own company as well. Okay. He's mentioned that before. And he does, he does consulting as well. Yeah. He has a calendar right there. Bleeding Edge Capital. Wow. Bleeding Edge. 
probably refer to a fiat currency. Um, yep, even yep, he because even I'm gonna mispronounce that. Angelios Consulting bridging Web two to Web three. I'm gonna say we're currently two point five right now. Yeah, Galios, but you're close. It's, it's Gaelic for a smart Irishman. Hey, we gotta represent somewhere. Yeah, I already I got that pebbles. I get I get a red beard in the summer. I'm five foot five and I'm pale as shit. Dude, I burn easy. I'm as Irish as it gets. Hey, listen, yeah. you, you, you have a problem with what you have, right? That's right. You know, so yeah. or or you could be forever depressed, which I don't recommend that to anybody. Uh, we don't subscribe to narratives that don't serve us, man. We can't do it. It can't yeah. even not an option. Yeah. It's a good policy for, for the audience. It's a very good policy. Yeah, no, really, no, take that to heart, people. You know, I like to joke, make it light, but really take that to heart. Just be proud who you are. Rather you Irish, black, Hispanic, multiracial, whatever. That's right. Look, you are here. You have the right to live. You human being, you was born here for a reason, okay? That's mm -hmm. it. And I don't want to, I don't want to waste this time anymore because, look, he's a very busy guy and I'm very respectful of the guests time you know he he made you know he made some adjustments to schedule i made mine as well um and you know this is how this these things happen um you know if i could just look i could turn this into a monologue show but even i would get bored listening to my own voice so that's why i like to have different people here and they're here to expand my horizon and most importantly your horizon okay your horizon you matter. God loves you. Yes, I'm throwing a little Christian flair in there. Shame's yeah, God yeah. loves you. You matter. And you are stronger and more powerful than what your crazy little brain tells you. Amen. That's facts. That okay? Because trust me, a devil has a lot of influence in there, especially if you give him free range. The best thing he wants you to believe that he doesn't exist. <laughs> and that's more of a Christian thing. Take it or leave it. That's up to you. I'm laissez-faire. Actually, God's pretty laissez-faire. He wants to help you, but he doesn't force it. That's the devil's job. All right, enough preaching Christianity. And this is definitely an intersection between Web3 and spirituality. All right, that's it. Is there anything else I got to add before I wrap this up? That's it, man. Me in a nutshell, just some crazy tech guy who's trying to help people. <laughs> that's my story. I and I'm decent in tech, so. I want to correct it. crazy too brave you could have kept it yourself yeah that's true could have kept it to yourself so i say brave i will that's my only that's my only pushback i like it that's a positive word i shouldn't subscribe to narratives that don't serve me yep. brave i prefer brave brave Appreciate it. all right so here i got the plug-in so if you enjoy this episode give a like comment Subscribe for YouTube, and if Rumble, that's follow. Shares with someone who could really benefit from it. Share with anybody, really. And it, and it, if you're listening to this through Apple Podcasts, leave a star review. Hopefully, it's a five star. If not, I understand. Just give a little reason of why I'm willing to grow. And if for Spotify with its barbaric system, just give a star rating system. You can't leave a review yet. I don't know when they're gonna update that. Don't harass me harass spotify harass those lovely swedish people i'm sure they can figure it out they're smart okay just leave a star review hopefully it's a five if not oh well i get it so whenever you're listening to this podcast you have a blessed day afternoon or night